Listen in for messages from this episode. And the same nurse that took care of me going into the surgery was like, helped me recover. And she walked me all the way to the car. Like she got me into my car because I think she felt like, oh my God, I don't know what just happened, but like, she's like special, like we have to take care of her. You know, they probably take care of everyone like that. But like, I just really, I really felt it. And they did too, because they were like, what is going on? Okay, friends. So the angels kept waking me up and showing me a large group of people who feel really stuck right now. They asked me to create a free three-day online conference. We've never done this before, packed with energy healings, clearings, abundance activations, and teachings, all channeled by the angels, all so that you can enter 2024 feeling renewed, connected, and aligned. Your angels are calling it Angel Fest 2024, and they promise this event is the shift and transformation you've been looking for. Plus, it's absolutely free. Everything will be recorded so you can tune in at your convenience. And here's an exciting bonus. We're offering free readings to five lucky registrants who leave a five-star positive review of this podcast. Don't miss this divine opportunity. Reserve your spot right now at theangelmedium.com backslash free. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friends, today we're here with Alexa, who's going to share her beautiful angel stories. Alexa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julie. So happy to be here. Yay. Okay. I'm going to have you take it away and share your first one. And this one just, they both warm my heart so much. I'm excited for people to hear these. Yeah, so I've gotten so many signs from my dad. He died July of 2022. And, um, but these are my two like most favorite. So a couple weeks after he died, I was just kind of in this space where I had some time off from school and I was just wandering because I just didn't know like why. I'm like, why did he die? You know, what is life? And, I just was, I was kind of mad. I was mad at God for like taking him. I didn't know like why he did. And so I would just kind of wander and I would wander to like the park and just sit in nature for like a couple hours. And one day I was, you know, doing this and I would go and journal and I don't want to say like curse God, but I'd be like, why? And so one day I was like sitting up and, um, looking at the clouds, I had forgotten my phone and I was looking up at the sky and I would tell my dad like every day, I'm like, I love you so much. And I was looking at the clouds and it says like, I, and then it has a heart in clouds and then a you in the clouds. And I was like, stop. I was like, stop it right now. Like I thought like I was making it up. And so I had to stop somebody that was just walking by and I was like, can you take a picture? I'm like, I know this is crazy, but that, that like, looks like I heart you. And I texted you a picture of it. 
I was like, just blown away. And so that's like one of my, one of my biggest signs. I, it's just crazy. That is crazy. That is so amazing that he brought that through in the clouds. I also feel like if you really look back at your life, there are times where you're at your lowest moment and you kind of call out to the other side and they always show up. And I, I just love that about your story of you really needed that at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. And I think that I think that's why I've gotten so many signs is because it's in moments where I'm like questioning or I don't know how I can go forward, you know, because it's you're in such deep grief. And so I think that if you ask for the signs or if you just kind of move forward, not expecting them, but just letting them lead you, I think you get more and it's like you're open to more. They've actually uh, shown that scientifically, that when you're open to synchronicities, you see more of them. And when you're closed to synchronicities, you see less of them. So this is something that um, I've been channeling through, and I'm going to make it part of the podcast we do every year, like January 1st. Here's all of the angels' messages for the new year. Um, But one of the things that they've been talking a lot about is there's this bad rap, right? For this thing called magical thinking. And I don't believe in magical thinking and like, I'm going to quit my job today and I don't have anything else lined up, but I know that God will provide for me. You have to be practical. You have to take action in order to bring things in. You have to line things up in a practical way, like spirit and and our guardians and our angels, I feel like sometimes that that movie, Jerry Maguire, like, help me help you. Help me yeah. help you. You know, like, we have to do our part. We have to step up. And they're right there to do theirs, but they need us. So there's this thing with thinking where it, it too works like synchronicities. If you think to yourself, I'm not going to get any signs. I'm not going to get any signs. I never get any signs. Here Alexa is. She gets all the signs. Julie gets all of the signs, but I never get the signs. That is constructing. You're using your voice, your vibration, your frequency, your thoughts, the entire energy system within your body. You're you're putting all of that weight behind this one vibration of I never see anything. I don't get it. And what the angels are like banging on everybody's door, they're in everybody's frequency, bringing through the same message for 2024 and beyond. Don't do that to yourself. You get to choose what it is that you want. If you want something, if you want to see the signs, change the voice within your head and start telling yourself, I see signs all the time. Even if it isn't true, you have to flip the record within your own brain. And the only way to do that is before it's true to start telling yourself something different. So really believing that you can see the signs, they come to me all the time. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't get rid of them. 
40 times a day, 50 times a day, a hundred times a day. So when you flip that script, you're, you're going from that person scientifically where they say, you know, you don't, you don't believe that you can get the synchronicities. You're not going to see them to the person who's like, I believe I'm going to see them. I see them all the time. And then you open up this portal within your energy and boom, your angels come in and you're seeing everything that really was always there, but that you had truly shielded with your own mindset, limiting belief. Yes, a hundred percent. And even this morning, like I was thinking, I was seeing myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's at eight o'clock. And then I planned out everything. I worked out. I'm like eight o'clock, eight o'clock. And so I sat down and I'm like, oh my gosh, it is eight 30. What, where was my head? And I was sitting here and on my phone, you know how on the iPhones, it pops up like memories or like stories, like in a little video clip. One popped up with my dad. It was like a week before he died. We were all at my sister's wedding. And that is the memory that popped up this morning from June of 22. And I was like, I'm like, there you go again. So That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. I know you have another um, story of, of a sign that your dad brought through. And I can't wait for everybody to hear this one too. Yeah, this is another really, really good one. Um, And so, you know, meanwhile, like in this time where I was like sort of needing more presence and needing like God to tell me that this was what was supposed to happen and that he's always with me, my dad's always going to be with me. I needed like the faith restored. So I was specifically asking for the faith. I'm like, you have to give me back my faith because I'm like, you took my dad and I don't get it. And so um, this was in the same week as the clouds. A couple days later, um, I have always, uh, for years, I had struggled with some stomach pain and I went to the doctor several times and they told me that it was like celiac or gluten insensitive, you know, sensitivities. And so I just tried to stay away from gluten. And so there was this one day, a couple days later, where my stomach hurt. And I was like, I don't know what is going on, but it's the same pain I've had. So I wasn't like too worried, but then it kind of got worse. And so at this point, I'm like sitting, this is like three weeks after my dad died and I'm sitting on my floor and I, I trained in PA school. So I'm like doing all these special like maneuvers. I'm like pushing on my stomach, like on my vision floor. And I'm like, babe, go get me a marker. And I marked on my appendix. I like marked an X on my appendix because I was like, this just, I'm like, this isn't right. And after like a couple hours, I'm like, I think we need to go to the hospital. I'm like, I need to go to the ER. And he's like, what? My husband's like, what? Like you always have this stomach pain and we've never for years, we've never had to go to the ER. I'm like, this something is not right. I think I have appendicitis. And so I walk into the ER and I'm telling the woman, I'm like, I think that I'm going crazy because my dad just died, but I was sitting on my floor I'm in PA school. I'm like, I'm doing these maneuvers and I marked an X on my appendix. I think I have appendicitis. And she's like, okay, well, yeah, like, I'm glad you're here. And she checked me in and the doctors, um, 
everyone's, you know, assessing me and they're like, I don't know. They're like, I, you know, you're not presenting with the regular symptoms. So let's just do, let's do all the things. So they run my labs and then they take me to ultrasound. So in the ultrasound, I'm getting it done. Um, the ultrasound done over my stomach and the lights are flickering in the room. And I just look at my husband and I'm like, this, I'm like, my dad's here. I'm like, my dad is for sure here. And I asked the woman, I'm like, do the lights ever flicker here? And she's like, no. And so then it turns out, so that's not even the good part. It turns out that they call and they say, yep, she's got appendicitis. The reason why it didn't present as the normal symptoms is that my appendix was flipped backwards. It's the retrocecal appendicitis. And so you don't normally have the same symptoms, like the really painful symptoms. So I was like, oh my gosh. And they're like, you need to go to emergency surgery. And so they cart me off. And I'm waiting in uh, like the PACU where you go for to get the IVs and to get uh, make sure you're kind of your anxiety is controlled and you're about to go into the operating room. And so I'm like sitting there getting ready to be rolled in and everyone's explaining the procedure to me in the head anesthesiologist. She's like coming in at this point and the fire alarm in the hospital starts going off. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting here about to go into surgery. I'm like, I'm like, where is the fire? I'm like, what is going on? And so she looks at me and she's like, okay, that's weird. And I, I had told her about the ultrasound and my dad dying, you know, and I'm in PA school. And so she was like, uh, at the bedside explaining everything to me. And at the end of her explaining everything, she goes, you know, well, I'm going to see if I can't get your dad to quiet down. And right when that sentence left her lips, I swear it was the fire alarm stopped and it shook everybody. Like everybody just stopped and looked at me because they were like, oh my God. <laughs> and then so they roll me, right? And so they roll me into the operating room and everybody's kind of like shook, like this, this, this is weird, you know? And so they roll me into the operating room and as they're putting me to sleep, I hear them talking about it in the operating room. And then while I was under, I had this like experience where I, I didn't necessarily like go to another place per se, but it was like, a white sort of like room and my dad was there and I was there as me and he was holding my hand and I remember seeing him and his hand over my hand it like he was like telling me like everything is gonna be okay like I got you and I uh, it was like the best and I woke up from that and I was like woke up in tears because I was like I just saw my dad, you know, I'm like, I, my dad was literally just holding my hand during the surgery. I didn't see the surgery. We were kind of separate from the surgery. And I woke up and started bawling. And the same nurse that took care of me going into the surgery was like, it was like, she was, didn't even know what to say, but she was like this, I have to take good care of this girl. Like, and she helped me recover and she walked me all the way 
to the car. Like she got me into my car because I think she felt like, oh my God, I don't know what just happened, but like, she's like special, like we have to take care of her. And I think, I think that's, you know, they probably take care of everyone like that, but like, I just really, I really felt it. And they did too, because they were like, what is going on? Want to hear your spirit team clearly? With 12 brand new courses, my 2024 Archangel membership will cumulatively teach you how to go beyond seeing signs to deciphering spirits' messages for you and open you to abundance in every area of your life. Become an annual paying Archangel member, and I'm giving you two live bonus courses with me and quarterly group mentorship meetings. Members are invited to live recordings of the podcast with some of our top guests. For tons of new perks and special annual discount, use code ANGEL2024. Space is limited. Enrollment is first come, first served. DM me at Angel Podcast with any questions, and you'll hear back personally from my associate, Yvonne, or I. The Angels want to make 2024 your best year yet. Join today only on my website, theangelmedium.com backslash angel membership. Thank you so much for supporting this show. It's wild because it's interesting. They keep showing me you've had visitation dreams from your dad, like when not in the hospital, but when you're sleeping. Yes. All the time. I don't know always how to describe this to people, but I'm going to try here. You know how, when you're dreaming regularly, there's kind of like a feeling to it when you wake up. When you're getting a visitation dream or you're in a visitation dream, I feel like in it and afterwards when you wake up and you're tuning into the energy of it, it's a different vibration. It feels different than a regular dream. Does that make sense? Yes. It feels like connected, like you're in their presence. Yeah. What your dad did was when you were showing or talking about like him being in this you know, white space on the other side with you and you're there, he linked that energy of your experience during the surgery with those visitation dreams. And he goes, if you tuned into the vibrational frequency of them, they feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. It is because I don't feel like, what's interesting is I don't feel like I was all the way over, you know, like I wasn't all the way on the other side. I was somewhere in between where we could share that experience, kind of like where you go when you dream like that. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're not all the way over in that energy. Right. Your energy is lifted. They kind of lower their vibration to meet on a separate plane of existence. Yeah. 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 Okay. So continue like this thought process with me. Um, Your dad also says that, 
and I've, I've seen this from so many of them on the other side, that nothing has to be spoken. It just is a vibration that has to be passed from you to another person. Like think about if you were with your partner of so many years and that person comes home and they just have this look on their face and you go, what is wrong? Because you just know that their energy and just everything is off. There's not just like, it's not like a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's just that energy is transferred telepathically. And he said, if you just like get quiet and you go back into that space with him, it's like you can tune into other messages that he telepathically transferred over to you in that experience during surgery. Sorry, I'm saying a lot because it's just like he's piecing it in bit by bit. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes. Because I feel like we are in such a fast society here, it does take quite a bit of slowing down to sort of like, you have to slow down to match theirs, but you have to bring yourself up a bit. But yes, when, yeah, when in the dreams and during that experience, it was not that his mouth was moving, like you're saying, it was just, and it's not even that we needed to be touching. It was just in the presence. It wasn't all knowing, like I never saw him say anything. It was just, I knew it like, it's like a string almost. And it's kind of like flows right in, like, like we're connected almost like, like, like a rope or something. I don't know, but yeah, he doesn't, ever have to say anything and I don't either and he knows what I'm he knows what we're what we're doing thinking and saying you have the sisters I do I have two sisters okay because your dad just said in that surgery visitation he also planted within you messages for them too and I feel like you are kind of the messenger within your family of bringing them through Does it not always feel comfortable because he, as soon as he said that, he was like showing me kind of like in your heart chakra, like, oh God, you know, I don't know um, how they're always going to react to it. But he said it's your, it's um, your gift here. Mm, that Yes, because I feel like they um, question my messages or they wonder um, if it's really true. They're like not totally convinced and it's hard for me because when you give messages, you have to remove your ego quite a bit. And so it's hard sometimes for me to step away from that without getting frustrated with them for not believing me, you know, but it's not your job to make them believe it's just your job to bring through the loving, positive messages. Mm -hmm. Um, when, he's pushing you to and you know when it's just kind of like there and you can or you you know sometimes they give you this option like you could or you couldn't you know like whatever it is that you want to do your free will choice and then your dad goes there's other times where you don't have a choice like they are on top of you until you actually give the message and and he said it's okay just know that just know that that's our right. Alexa, the other thing that he wants to talk about, and he just wants uh, me to ask you this so that you could share it with the podcast community. You 
I feel like have done a lot of work since he's passed to really learn how to stay in a relationship or build a relationship with him on the other side. Mm. How would you say like your work and working on that has transformed your everyday life or maybe brought more peace in or made you feel like you're not crazy? How has you working on this yourself here helped your relationship and your own personal life? Yeah, I have done. I've done a lot of work because you realize your mind is so powerful and how you think every day is so important. And you, a a lot of people, I included, I beat myself up so much. I beat myself up about how I looked, about what I was doing in my life, about how smart I was or how would, you know, my achievements, what I thought, what I thought I needed to get to. Um, And it all really comes down to like, how are you thinking and feeling about yourself? And what are you saying to yourself every day? Like in that's affirmations for me, whenever I catch my thought, I mean, it's, it's easier now, but it takes practice. Once you start to tune into your thoughts and what you're telling yourself every day, I mean, that's like a huge wake up because you realize how much you really beat yourself up and you're down in yourself. And so I think changing my mindset and the way I talk to myself in my own head, and then also like making a point to sit down and connect with him or to even bring through daily messages, even if it's for five minutes to meditate and just be in, just clear your mind from everything. And so that you can channel in, I like to do it in the morning because it sort of sets up my day. And so I, I try to channel in like what to expect for the day. And I feel like it just, it just sets me up for a better mindset too. So I think it's really And I think it's also, who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that inspire you? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that bring you down or maybe don't believe in you or don't believe in what you're doing or maybe pass judgment on you? And so I think doing those things like meditating, correcting your mindset, and also surrounding yourself with people that would you know, do anything to see you succeed and to see you living like your best, happiest, authentic life, I think is really important. And it's uncomfortable because you have to cut some people off to make that happen because they're no longer, they're no longer giving you what you need. It's like not useful anymore. Yeah. Until they kind of catch up or until they do the work they need to do. Yeah. So I just watched that Twin Flames documentary on Netflix and I'm like, oh man, it's awful. Like that. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there are some spiritual teachers. And then I've like kind of watched this unfold on social media where there are some spiritual teachers who talk about normal things And then they get totally crazy 
wackadoo on folks where this in this documentary they showed how these folks are taking people who really are straight and asking them to transition into another gender so that they can couple people up and so when you talked about like you know there are some people that you kind of have to like cut off or distance yourself from one of the things that happens in cults is a lot of spiritual cults kind of take that message and then seclude people where then they can't talk to other people in their family. So I thought, what a beautiful like opening spirit just brought in so that we can differentiate for everybody listening what spirit means. Because if you are associated with a cult in any way, shape or form, run, get the heck out of there. There is no reason that if you don't believe the same way as your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother, that you can't have a relationship with them. You can absolutely have a relationship with them. But what I've found on my own personal journey is that it's very, very hard to have a podcast that's just so beautiful. And we just like this podcast is what it is because of this community, because you all are brave enough to come on and share your angel stories. And because you do, you lift up other people. Like the messages that you just brought through, Alexa, are just so beautiful. And like everybody can take those and run with those in their lives. But it's really, really hard to be a person who works to be a vessel that God can work through every day. Mm-hmm. I don't need the glory. Glory goes to God, universe, source. Glory goes to the angels. I'm just a human being here. But then still have family members who say, you're of the devil. Not your work mm-hmm. is of the devil. You, because you're telling angel stories, are of the devil. And it's really, really hard to come home to yourself and be your true, authentic soul self in this life, which I believe is what we're all here to do. When people won't accept you, won't love you, won't Mm -hmm. respect you, poo all over you all the time, Mm -hmm. write long, nasty letters, and they just don't get it. And so I just want to pause here and just make that differentiation where if it's cult-ish, get the heck out of there, run, get as far away as you can. But also just know that there are moments in your life where you have to be so truthful and so honest with yourself. This is the direction that I need to go in my life. Mm -hmm. And if other people aren't going to respect me or yeah, that respect, then it, I, I just can't, like, I can't keep having this conversation for 10 years. I just have to be me 
and you have to be you. Um, it's so funny because Spirit keeps showing me the movie, uh, not movie, it's a TV show that I watched constantly when I was pregnant at the end of my pregnancy with L, but it was the old Jersey Shore when the very first Jersey Shore came out. And I was like, oh my God, this is my best guilty pleasure of all time. And they just say, you do you or like, do you? And I thought that's it. Like, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to be me and other people can just be them. And I love them and appreciate them and respect them for who they are. But did you know that the statistic is very, very high for when they interview people on their deathbed and the number of people who have regrets? I can't remember exactly what it is, but I want to say it's in the 90s. And of those people who have regrets, the number one regret that they have is living their lives to appease other people and not take on the repercussions of going, you know, somebody else says that this should be my life and this should be my path. So I'm just going to go do it. And they Mm -hmm. wish they hadn't. Right. And I, right. I'm glad you clarified because that's what I meant with cutting people off. You come to a point where you're like, I can't be ashamed for who I am. Like, you're just like, this is who I am. It's hard enough. It's been hard enough for me to accept it. And I can't prove it to anybody else. Like, I can't convince anybody else. And I I grew up Catholic. So a, a big thing for me was trying to come to terms with, like you said, like, is this okay to feel this way, to have these messages? And I'm like, you know what? Everything that I am doing, is positive. I'm like, nothing is to harm. It's for the greater good of me and everybody that I love. And I'm like, and that's how I know it's okay. That's how I know this is what I should be doing. And I should not ever feel ashamed for like who I am because I, you know, it's never negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So while you're on, this is not the direction that we expected the podcast to go, but I really don't want to do a whole nother podcast episode on this documentary. So since we've talked about it here, I'm just going to say one more thing. Yeah. Just follow my train of thought for a second. If you truly believe and just ask yourself this right now, and whether the answer is yes or no, totally cool. Like this is where, what you believe in your life. I believe that In the ocean that is God, universe, source, we're just that one droplet. Like our soul is one droplet in that ocean that is God. And side note, spirit has come in this year as I was writing the book and they were like, yes. And that one droplet that is your soul is infinity in infinite infinities. Okay. So Let's just kind of make that smaller again, though. If your soul is one droplet in the ocean that is God, but the 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 droplet cannot be separated from the entire ocean. Mm-hmm. I am you, you are me. This is something that I felt very, very strongly since I was a little kid. All of the droplets are the same. They're just having their own different experiences. So if I am you and you are me on some level, we're all the same being because we're all the ocean. So if we're all the ocean, how is it possible for you to just have one out of infinite infinities? 
one person that you are supposed to spend this lifetime with. And it really makes me mad because I work with widows every single week, right? Mm -hmm. And spirit has shown me in thousands of different readings, you might not be ready right after your partner passes, but sometimes your partner passes when you're 50 years old or 30 years old. You have another person here in this life. You have multiple different people that you can connect with. So I really don't believe in the soul mate or the twin flame in that there is just one person out there for you. And if you don't meet that one person, then your life is for naught. Spirit says that's not the way that it works at all. And it really blew my mind just how many people are attracted to these soulmate uh, services and twin flame services. And spirit just really, really, really wants to get the message out there that we're all one. And because we're all one, it's not possible that you can just have one other mate out there. There's so much that's here for you in so many other individuals. And I think that if people really stopped to think about the fact that we're all one and there's so many people here for you, so many different loves of your life that you're supposed to have throughout your many, many different lifetimes we would maybe walk through life differently and not try and make everybody the end all be all because mm -hmm. a lot of times in those scenarios we're trying to mold ourselves to the other person don't do that you do you, let them do them and come together as equals. I'm going to say one more thing on this. Sorry, I'm going uh, deeper. I love, 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 love this old book. And if you earmuffs kids, mamas earmuffs, I'm going to say a bad word because it's actually in the title of the book. Um, but there's a book called The Bitch Book. And I don't know if it was written in the 1990s or the early 2000s. I think it's by Sherry Argov or something like that. It's got like a big lipstick on the front. But it's not about playing games. When I read that book back in the day, Spirit showed me what relationships are truly like. And when you open yourself up to another person, imagine having this shoebox in front of you. And inside this shoebox, you have to fit two orbs of energy representing your soul and the person that you're with, your partner's soul. And in order for those two energies to coexist in this relationship, in this shoebox, both people have to be allowed to be exactly who they are. Because if one person gets so excited, oh my God, I just met this guy last weekend and he's the one and we're going to get married. You know, anything that you chase she says, like retreats from you, it, it runs away. And what spirit said is inside this shoebox, when one person's energy 
guy to girl too. You know, we've all had it where a guy comes on way too strong and you're like, whoa, buddy, (laughs) slow your roll. (laughs) What's happening inside that shoebox is the soul is so excited. The spirit is so excited. So they're amplifying their energy. But what they don't realize is the relationship itself is only given the space of the shoebox. And so when that one person's energy becomes so big, that orb becomes so big, it leaves no room for that other orb except to shrink. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's very intimidating too. When somebody becomes so big that they sort of take, I don't want to say take up all the light, but they just so much light is around them. It doesn't, I think because of the programming and the way we're sort of uh, taught to shrink, I think that it could be intimidating to that other person. But what I would wish is that they would realize their light just as much as, Mm -hmm. you know, this person. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I remember back to being in my early twenties and really just like wanting to have that relationship, wanting to have that family. I had felt it for so long since I was little and knew I wanted to be a a mama. I would get into relationships and just not value myself, not value my own worth and just try and make every single relationship work. And it wasn't until I was like, no, this is who I need to be. And I need space within this relationship for everything that I love and to keep my life and to be exactly who I am until I really understood my own worth and how to take up my space within my half of the shoebox. Well, I guess what I should say is as soon as I learned how to do that, boom, you know, like my person came right through the door at the right time. And um, that's the energy and the frequency that I got from that book that I I talked about earlier. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that sometimes like when, when I first realized like, you know, my capabilities or like who I was, or I started to become that, I think I overshot it. Like, I think it's easy to go like, bah, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Not that you have to like downsize, but you're like, okay, I can get like a better balance of this and not have to like, you know, be bursting at the seams all the time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, I feel so much like more airy and just bouncy after having this conversation because it's been weighing on my heart. And I've been asking my spirit team, my angels, how do we actually have this conversation about this on the podcast? So thank you so much for being here, Alexa, today and, and allowing us to kind of deviate from your beautiful angel stories. I mean, your dad just does the best job of coming through to you. And I've just watched you grown over the years, like in confidence and just knowing that you can bring through these incredible messages. I just want you to know, I'm so proud of you just from one peer to another. You're doing amazing. And I know that God and your dad are just going to use you for just so much good here in this world. Uh, That feels so good to have you say, because I would not have come to this 
without your podcast, like without you doing what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, you know, when it was early it, after my dad's death, I just was searching like angels. And that's how I came across your podcast. Cause I was like, there has to be something more like I'm feeling all of these things. And so I just love like you and what you're doing. And um, yeah, I want everybody to listen. I send it to everybody because it's important and it's so helpful. Yay. Thank you for sharing that. We are looking for your angel stories, friends. If you have those and want to come on the podcast, it's going to spread hope and love to so many more people than you realize. I promise I don't bite. And these conversations flow very easy and naturally. You can head on over to theangelmedium.com and uh, submit your angel story through the contact form. Love you, friends. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Friends, let's end today's episode with a prayer. Dear God, as we stand here at the threshold of a new year, we come to you humble in gratitude and hopeful in our hearts. We ask you to bless this world and every person in it with your endless love and abundance. We call upon your angels to extend their wings over every soul. May they touch every life, bringing healing where there is pain, strength where there is weakness, and infinite abundance in every area of every life. In this time of global reflection and anticipation, we pray earnestly for peace, peace within our own hearts, peace within our homes, peace across every land. Let hope rise and let love prevail, binding us in our shared humanity and interconnectedness. We ask for special care and protection for the children of our world. May they grow in a nurturing environment, shielded from harm and surrounded by care. Their laughter and their dreams are the seeds of a promising future. And we ask that each are blessed with every opportunity to thrive. God, guide us to be creators of our own harmonious world. Help us to become beacons of your energy and spread your love now and always. As we step into this next chapter of our lives, empower us to live in alignment with our soul. Find joy in each moment and embrace the beauty of life's journey. May we each walk in confidence and faith, knowing that with your divine guidance, anything is possible. May our hearts overflow with gratitude and our minds be filled with positive, loving thoughts. In this spirit of optimism and renewal, we step boldly into our future, ready to create, love, and thrive. In this we pray, amen. Friends, if you'd like to support this podcast, book a session with me or join my Angel Reiki School, where I'll help you develop all of your unique spiritual gifts and use them to serve. Visit theangelmedium.com or use the link in the show notes to book a discovery call with me personally. Thank you for being here. I love you.